Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Recurring guest, one of your favorite recurring guests, uh, according to the listeners that we hear from, is David Wilcox. Dr. David Wilcox is uh, a regular on the program. He's such an incredible perspective. You know, in our, every week we have our seven favorite uh, interviews from the week. These are articles from the week, and uh, virtually every week David's on, he shows up in that seven, seven articles or, or interviews on newsletter, which I we call it Read Instead is what we call that. And it's really astonishing because we have uh, dozens and dozens of interviews and articles on our uh, web platform and on our radio show every single week. And so it's an astonishing statement. And the reason why is that he is such an empathetic, well-trained person when it comes to something that's so important to each and every one of us, which is our health. And yet it's so important to us, but we feel completely empowered. I believe the vast majority of us feel disempowered. And then you get someone like David Wilcox in the corner who has an astonishing story that uh, that really profoundly helps people. He's a doctor-prepared nurse, and uh, I think, uh, it, you know, when it comes to the ability or uh, the tools of, of patient care, frankly, a doctor-prepared nurse, because of the amount of time he can devote to that, that uh, most doctors can't when it comes to their patients. Most doctors in our current medical system, they treat symptoms, not people, and that's it's a whole other problem, isn't it, David? Welcome to the show. Yep, you're right. And you know how much nutrition counseling, because we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition today, that doctors get during medical school? Zero. Zilch. So, that, yeah, so that's absolutely. important to our, our discussion today, yes. Yeah, there'll be a couple of semesters on all the drugs. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, won't get, they won't get much on that. Before we get into that, let's mention your website real quickly. And not much just real quickly. I know we ask you, ask you a lot, but I, it's such a compelling part of the story. And people mention that when they talk to us about you. Uh, the story of your daughter, which has made you into, I think, one of the most important uh, patient advocates out there because you are a patient in a real way uh, because of the challenges you've had with your daughter's health. Yep, that's correct. Um, so just to give you a little background, I'll give you my website. It's drdavidhelps.com, drdavidhelps.com. Um, you can find me out there. You can find me on X, um, previously known as Twitter, on social media. Um, but that website will give you some really valuable tools as you partner uh, with your healthcare providers in your healthcare journey. And a little bit about me and why I do what I do is many years ago, when I was somewhat a bad teenager, um, I had a daughter very early in life, and my daughter was multiply handicapped, and I would have to take her to various doctor's appointments and clinics and things, and what I saw there was very uh, caring physicians, very caring nurses, but I saw a system that was really messed up, and so here's this 19-year-old kid high school dropout dragging his daughter around to medical appointments, getting immersed in the medical culture of how to deal with a, a multi-handicapped daughter. And um, when my time came, when manufacturing laid me off, I decided to, to be a nurse. And so I did. I went to school and became a licensed practical nurse and then 
from there, I started working on advanced degrees. Um, but I did that because I wanted to make a difference. I didn't feel like I was making a difference doing what I was doing before. Now I definitely feel like I'm making a difference. And, of course, I had various opportunities which led me to get my doctorate of executive nursing practice. And so I took advantage of those and did it. And then I eventually said, what do I do with all this knowledge? Like there's so much stuff going on in healthcare that people don't know. I said, I'm going to write a book. And that book is called How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System. It's on Amazon. And I've gotten tremendous, tremendous outpouring of people that have said that this book has really helped them. So that's what I'm about. That's what I do. Um, and that's why we're going to talk today about some cancer-causing foods that you may not be aware of. Yeah, I, I love what you do. We get great feedback every time you're on. Frankly, you know, I I, I love business. Obviously, that's what I've been doing. This is one of the longest running business shows in the country over two decades long. But uh, I love doing things that I think does have an impact on individuals. And our segments, I think, are one of the most impactful things we do on the show. So I'm, I'm kind of a ha I'm kind of a fan. And uh, really love your work. Okay, let's get into it. And uh, do, by the way, when you check out his website, check out his book. To me, it's a, it's a healthcare owner's manual because all of us have healthcare issues. Don't deal with the healthcare system without looking at his book. Uh, no question about it. So let's talk about it. Here we are, holiday uh, season. We're talking a lot about food and eating, mainly about all the fun stuff we plan on eating. Uh, but you're, you're going to check a little bit of that, uh, and, and, and not just the holidays this year-round, uh, what we should be thinking about when we think about food. And this is kind of sobering, but uh, I think very important. Yep. So let's jump right into it, Kevin. So I know many of the listeners yep. here are familiar with the weed killer roundup, right? So glyphosate is a herbicide used to regulate regulate plant growth, and it's the main ingredient in Roundup. It was first registered for use in the U.S. in 1974, and now it's the most widely used in farms and gardens across the country and sold in more than 750 products. So it's out there. Um, it's used in food crops. Glyphosate can be found virtually everywhere in the food chain. Concerns over the link between glyphosate toxicity and cancer are on the rise. Um, and so there's been some research done, and a lot of it has been funded by the herbicide company, so you know what the results are on that. Um, but the independent stuff is what really caught my eye. So recently, the company Monsanto, which is now owned by Bayer, paid an individual $289 million in damages after he developed cancer from using Roundup. Yet the company's statement after the lawsuit is, Glyphosate has a 40-year history of safe and effective use. The overwhelming conclusion of experts worldwide has been that glyphosate can be used safely. So those experts are on the payroll of the herbicide companies. Um, there's, there's hardly any truth yeah. in that. It's glyphosate can be can't be defined as safe by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the International Agency for Research on Cancer stated in 2015 that glyphosate is probably linked to cancer. Since then, test after independent test, the latest, the latest one from the Environmental Working Group has found dangerous levels of glyphosate in everyday American foods. So it's out there. We're consuming it. You don't know you're consuming it. Um, and 
some of the things that it's been linked to is it's increased the risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma by 41%, according to one study. Um, It's also associated to a host of other health issues, including liver damage, kidney disease, reproductive problems, and birth defects. So let that sink in for a minute. Yet it's very, very much in our food supply. So... I, um, I I I want to pause there because you already gave enough to do a whole segment just with that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I uh, you know I we we I wonder about how the, the fact that sometimes it may take a long time before we even know it's having that kind of impact. When I say long time, I don't mean months or even years. I mean maybe decades. Right? Uh, in this country are now becoming shockingly low. The amount of effort that uh, women have to go through in order to be able to have children. Is anyone asking questions about whether or not that is linked to things like this? You know, I, I, I think about the thing. I think about uh, how all of a sudden uh, products and ingredients we had used for years with very little showing up of, of a connection of cancer or whatever, and all of a sudden, decades later, there is. You know, I wonder if something just introduced, our body naturally fights it for a long time. But at some point, as we have children and we ourselves, you know, continue to consume, our body's hell isn't good. And it just says, oh, but the person wants it, so we'll let it have it. <laughs> and the body doesn't even naturally fight it like it used to. I wonder if some of that goes on when I sit there and look at the situation. I don't see much articles on that. And one of us, uh, you know, has uh, medical training and the other one doesn't. And you know which one you are. <laughs> so uh, I'd love to get your thought on that, you know, and is there discussion about that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Everybody talks about um, infertility issues and things like that, but nobody ever really links back to what is the root cause of it, right? Um, what is the root cause of a low sperm count or a, a woman having problems um, being able to conceive? We see more and more of that than we've ever seen out in the healthcare community now. And people are talking about what to do, and IVF is a big, big business, right? Um, so you you got to have the money if you want to access it. Um, but these are things that are out there that are really affecting people without being talked about because the herbicide companies don't want that information out there. They're continuing to make a profit. This is one of their most profitable weed killers ever. Um, and so they want to make a profit, so they don't talk about it. Just like we kind of talked about um, high fructose corn syrup in the food supply during one of our other podcasts. Um, it's, it's out there, right? So a good example is in the wheat and oat industry. They'll, they'll spray your Cheerios, your wheat products, down with um, glyphosate, which is basically Roundup or a, a byproduct of Roundup, and to kill the fungus on it, and then they'll harvest it, and they'll introduce it into the food supply. So, you know, I, that box of Cheerios that says, hey, it's heart healthy and all that kind of stuff, may not be the best thing for you. And if you're, and if you're eating oatmeal and you think it's healthy because you're eating oatmeal instead of a, a big scrambled egg breakfast with toast and all that kind of stuff, it may not be as healthy for you also. Um, so it's, it's pretty alarming that it's out there, and it's pretty alarming that people really aren't talking about it. Um, they're just consuming it. Yeah. Yeah, and so much of it, you know, there are ways of mitigating it, but it's expensive. You know, our nurse people out there are mitigating a lot of this by the way they buy produce, produce, for example. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, <laughs> you're saying during the break about food equity, and 
that is very uh, romantic, uh, but doesn't seem very rooted in reality. Yeah, it's um, it's a big buzzword in the healthcare industry right now. They're figuring out certain zip codes where people have um, diabetes and high blood pressure and heart problems, and those zip codes are associated to food deserts where they can't get fresh food and vegetables because it's cheaper to go to McDonald's and pay, you know, three bucks for a Happy Meal than it is to go out and buy an organic salad at, um, at you know, Earth Fair or one of the other um, leading places because it costs more money. So, therefore, when you're on a limited budget and you have to eat, you're eating terrible stuff that's just out there to make you more unhealthy. So, yeah, it's big. People are trying trying to penetrate that, um, especially the insurance companies, because guess who has to pay for these guys when they have to have health care? It's the insurance companies. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a big movement out there, but you're right. It's, it wasn't an accidental problem, you know. Um, it's definitely, as we alluded to earlier in our conversation, you and I, that you have to have the money to eat well in this country um, to avoid things like this. And so, you know, what do you, what do you do to avoid things like this? You get certified organic produce. You get everything organic. You get, you buy your spaghetti should be organic, right? Your wheat, um, anything that you consume should be organic and that's going to cost you more money. But the return on investment is as Americans save their pennies, um, for their golden years, a lot of them end up spending most of that money in the healthcare system. Uh, because of things like this. Um, so, you know, if you're eating organic, you're, you're pretty much taking away that chemical from you, from yourself. Um, interesting thing, too, is this hydrophonic movement of growing vegetables and, and things in your house with, with grow lights and through water and nutrients is really big. A lot of people are just saying, I don't trust to get my produce at the grocery store anymore. So they set up these systems that don't take a lot of room but can grow food very quickly, um, microgreens, salad, uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, things like that, because they know they're eating clean because they're growing it in their own house. So that's really gaining a lot of momentum. But then again, you got to have money to do that, right? Exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, what I guess a good news to this story is that uh, if you look at even places like Walmart, Walmart now has a shockingly large um, you know, s- section of organic, which who would have ever thought that, you know, but the, the, the landscape when it comes to food has is, is gone so bad that Walmarts, which used to be pretty, pretty ubiquitous, they're even getting harder and harder to come by, uh, you know, contributing to the whole food desert concept. So many people buying cheap food from cheap restaurants simply because they can't afford the alternative in their mind. You know, the only about the uh, eating the poison is that the fact that you don't have to worry about your money lasting longer in retirement. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. And the interesting thing is that this is no accident, right? So, you know, like I alluded to, many people save up their money to access a healthcare system as they get older with problems. But the healthcare system under its current structure, which is fee for service, which means if you don't show up sick, they don't make any money, right? The pharmaceutical companies don't make money. The hospital doesn't make money. The doctors don't make money. So things in the food supply are engineered or or put out there to make sure you show up sick at some point. And so you're saving your money for your your retirement, and all of a sudden 
you know, you come down, you have a heart attack or you, you have some kind of medical problem and all of a sudden you're accessing the system and spending that money um, for your care. And it's, I hate to say it, but, you know, and I don't mean to be cynical, but I really believe that the food supply and the things that are introduced, it's all designed because of that, because that's the end game. I agree. Just to get you to access the health care system. And I'm like you. I've got friends who are doctors, and they and I love them. And, uh, just over the weekend, I had uh, had breakfast with a friend of mine who's a medical doctor, and we got into this same conversation, which is why I find it interesting. And he sounds a lot like you, and they're just like you, uh, you know, David, in terms of concern, and they're trying to do the best they can. It works. It's work in a system that is really hostile to the patient, you know. And he has said that before. Uh, you know, he, he's frustrated with the, with the system. And so uh, there's no question about it. it. It's all, you know, you know, you and I talk about all the time about, uh, you know, treatments being designed to keep you on meds for the rest of your life uh, rather than taking systemic approaches that can often, often be done um, with behavioral change. A great example is type 2 diabetes, right? You're not needing meds. Uh, not in all cases, but in many cases, and uh, and yet we don't know that because the doctors are quick to assume that you need a crutch uh, rather than a cure, which is a change in behavior. Right, exactly, and they don't talk a lot about that. Um, and so, as we talked about a couple of week, a couple of months ago, now we got these weight loss drugs that are driving everybody's premiums up. Because now that we've introduced high fructose corn syrup and bad things into the food supply, we can cure you. But the cure is going to come at a price, and it's going to come at a premium price because you're going to need it. Um, So, you know, they invented this whole line of weight loss drugs to treat diabetes and uh, to treat obesity so they can continue to pocket the difference. And it's projected that next year our premiums are going to go up anywhere between 3 and 15% because of those weight loss drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very much treated like a panacea, too. And we have yet to see fully. I don't know any med out there, David, that doesn't have some kind of trade-off that's negative. And uh, often it takes a long time to even figure out what all of those are. Uh, There's already some with these so-called medical drugs. Uh, Over time, we'll see there's more. Yep, exactly. Um, You know, the information is slow going. There's a there's a group also that's um, that's certifying things without that glyphosate in it, and, but it's it's a small group, and they're starting to gain some traction. But the food companies have to apply for it to say you know that that it's free of any kind of Roundup chemical, um, and label it. So you'll be seeing some of that. So watch for those labels. And the important thing is read your labels. You know, figure out what you're putting into your body. And the most important thing is. Listen to stuff like this. Try to stay away from, you know, oats that are, are full of glyphosate and things like that and eat organic and, you know, partner to, with your clinical team, your clinicians in your heart, in your health care. Because like you said, a lot of it is just behavioral change, right? Um, and if you don't make the behavioral change, then you're going to get impacted. You're going to be a victim of the American health care system. Yeah, absolutely. It's stacked in all the ways you don't want it stacked. Medical doctor, like you said, they're not even trained in this area. The doctors aren't even trained in this area. Find someone who is. Find a nutritionist. Find a doctor who went ahead and did extra work in this area. 
Um, it's so worth it. David, final thoughts, and also give your website one more time. And it's great you gave one website. Always just give one website. But, uh, and, of course, uh, I'm sure they can find your book from whatever that is. Yep. So drdavidhelps.com, drdavidhelps.com. And just, I have to make a correction. I'm not a medical doctor. I am a doctor of nursing practice. Yeah, and I don't think I called you a medical doctor. I think you I did, you did a you second ago. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought I heard it. <laughs> I think it may have been referring to someone else. But anyway, you should be. You should be a medical doctor. Uh, but uh, anyway, thanks so much, and I apologize for that. I say all kinds of confusing things, according to my wife, and now you. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for being with us. Yes, thank you, Kevin, for having me. I appreciate it. Always enjoy my time with you. Yes, great. I am Kevin Price, and any listener can tell why, uh, you know, we love having them on, and they they tell us that. And so I uh, always look forward to my visits with uh, David. More for you after this on the nationally syndicated Price of Business show.